Nancy, are you there? I'm here. Great. All right. So we are recording. Um, all right. So hello. Here I am with Nancy Fox from The Business Fox. And Nancy is a really incredible coach, and she specializes in helping people attract and build the right business relationships. And she is like the networking queen of 2010 and beyond. And she's here to share some great tips and ideas of how to be a super savvy, sexy businesswoman at a networking event, how to find them, how to work them, and how to make this be something that is really successful for you instead of something that we all hate to go to. So welcome, Nancy. Thank you so much for being on the call with me. Oh, Sarah, thanks so much for having me. This is so much fun. I'm so glad to be with you. Yeah, this is going to be great. I'm so excited to learn from you. Um, So I wanted to sort of start off um, asking you, just like just dive right on in and just ask you, the first thing would be, how do you find the right networking events to go to? I mean, like we all kind of hate going to networking events. I I mean, I'm sure you probably love it because you really know how to work it and you feel really comfortable. But I know sometimes I go to these events and I'm just standing there and I just you know, I really want to go talk to people. <laughs> I just, you know, I just sometimes you just don't know what to say or you feel a little shy and, you know, you really just want to have that confidence to walk up to people and just be really bold. And, um, but, you know, you, sometimes you're just not sure if you're even in the right place. So how do you, how do you know that? Well, it's such a, it's such a key question. I'm glad you're asking it because for a very long time, I certainly wasn't going to the right events. That is for sure. Um, and, you know, I think this is really a common dilemma for, for business people um, in that there are so many networking events, right? They're everywhere, everywhere. They're all, you're getting tons and tons of invitations, and everybody says that their event is so great. And, and you know, you want to be checking these things out, but you could, you could really, you know, you could be just exhausted beyond belief and 20 pounds heavier just by eating all the food, drinking all the drinks, and going to all the wrong events. So... <laughs> Um, it's true, like right you know what I mean, like you go oh, and you yeah, go and I do, yeah. Yeah, it's terrible. Um so here's what I learned. Uh in the beginning when I first when I first started networking, I would take recommendations for people from people about where to go and you know, I would go and I w- would gather these business cards and I would just come home and scratch my head and go, Why did I go here? And it was because I really didn't know who I wanted to meet. I had no idea. And so if you don't know who you want to meet, then it's pretty there's a pretty good chance that you might that you will be winding up at the wrong events. So I, one of the things I really suggest to people is that you really need to a have a goal or goals about who you want to be meeting. You need to really be clear about who your ideal your really ideal client or customer is. You need to know <clears throat> your target market is, it really helps to situate you and, and, and make the best use of your time. That does not mean that if you go to a cocktail party here and there or a networking event, you know, an, a networking event that's not exactly within the parameters of your strategy that it's an error. No, that's not what I'm saying. But generally speaking, it's number one, the thing to do is to figure out <clears throat> who your target audience really is, your sweet spot. I call it the sweet spot market. Who is your ideal Client and really get clear about that. Once you so know can that, we take, you can, can we take like an example? Yeah. So um, let's say that you want to be working with female CEOs, right? 
And the reason you want to be working with female CEOs is because, let's say you um, want to market high-level clothing, you know, really beautiful clothing, private, you know, private label beautiful clothing for, you know, women CEOs. You need to figure out where they're congregating and where those networking bodies are. Like, where, what networking groups do they congregate within? And or you need to be looking at perhaps um, another avenue might be. Very often, highly successful women will be on the boards of women, female-oriented nonprofits. So I would start like strategically thinking about if I wanted to be working with high-level women, where would they be congregating? Or what are some of the conferences that are geared to high-level CEO women? And I would start and I would start attending there. That sort of give you a good. Oh, totally. Example. I love that. <laughs> you can get, right? Like yeah, you yeah, wanted If you wanted to sell handbags, if you wanted to sell um you know Anything high to people with disposable income. Or um or or would they have a particular want or a need about certain things that they need for their business? Like they need to look right, they need to dress right, they need to, you know, be groomed properly, they need to have the right accoutrement, they need to have the right tools, they need to have the right, you know, a lot of things. So um that's one. So that's the, the first thing is really to figure out who do you want to meet. If you don't know that, like if you don't have a roadmap, then anywhere you go is going to sort of be aimless. Right. Like everywhere you go will be the wrong place. <laughs> or it's just going to be a waste of time yeah. where you could get much more specific. Yeah. That doesn't mean you're not going to get to – the other thing is that when you start hanging around with the right people, the right networking events will start to show up for you. Meaning so, you'll hear you'll hear about other things that they're doing and yes. you'll sort of get in their in their on their radar in their world. In their loop. Yeah. The way I so the phrase that really that rings my 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 bell right away is you know who you are is who you hang around with. So I'll give you an example. Um, I I have a client who um, he's really smart and he's very talented, very well educated. And he's hanging around. All of his friends from college got into this. You know, they play cards. You know, they gamble. And they like not Las Vegas trips. And a lot of them are, you know, just starting to, you know, become pretty, you know, aimless. And, you know, he's got to really be networking with a different group of people. But they're not up to much right now. You know, and he's up to a lot. And he should be. So if you're working, if you're hanging around with people who are not up to very much, you're not right. going to be networking with the right people. But if you're hanging around with people who are up to a lot, you're going to hear about things where you know you're going to be hearing about the right events. Totally. I yeah. I I love those suggestions. It's so funny. I mean, you don't, you know, as much as you can think about, you know, how to market online. You know, like if you're whatever product you're selling, let's go back to the high-end clothing line. You know, you've got your techniques and ways of networking online and contacting people and you know, being on other websites and emailing people on your mailing list. But sometimes I think for a lot of product-based people, they don't think of networking at events as a great, you know, as a real possibility for them. Because I think, you know, even for myself, when I was only doing products, I just didn't really occur to me. I just thought that but networking events were really just for service-based people, and I I didn't really think about how to convert that into money for myself and sales by going to these events. So I really yes, like and if you look that. at it very linearly, you're right. I mean, it could very well be that you're going to be meeting primarily service providers who do need to be networking, and that's a lot of who's 
who's there. However, if you started networking with the Toy Industry Association, that's a very different thing. Sure, if you right? have a, a toy line or and, and something. Or even, a, you know, an aspect of toys or even, sure. um, you know, so there could be like an offshoot of toys. Or, you know, the, so you need to be looking at thinking beyond the box of how you see networking because networking has this, for so many people there's this negative connotation, but it's such an amazing um, place for opportunity. Yeah, I know most people hear the word and just want to bury themselves. In the I know, I know, because it's so uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, you know, there really is only one thing that makes people very uncomfortable, and that is um, they don't really know what to say to people to start the to start the you know the relationship going. And yeah, one so thing that I that learned a little bit more like the icebreakers. You know, first of all, the the first thing to really get is that when you're going to a networking event, it's not about what you're going to get out of the event have to put that away. If you put that away and you just make it an exploration of meeting really interesting people and you never really know what's going to come out of it and sort of being ex- excited about the, the the sort of the surprise of it all, it gets to be a lot of fun because you are going to be meeting people who are up to very different things who you never know who they know. I'll give you an example. I had a networking, um, I was in a networking group of a whole bunch of years ago and um are you know we were asked to meet with each of the members you know one you know one one to one outside of the meeting so one of the guys in the in the group was um an insurance guy an insurance um salesperson and um you know he I swear he looked like an insurance guy you know what i mean he just looked the type and i'm thinking oh my god this is going to be so boring and so i'm dreading this well i get there and we sit down within 5 minutes i am blown away the guy by by day he's an insurance a successful insurance agent but by by everything else he has made two CDs he's an a cappella singer he works with his sons in this he's he's produced CDs he's also on the board of about five different major um nonprofits he knows everybody he's referred about five pieces of business to me and he became my insurance agent <laughs> and he wasn't boring at all that's hilarious is that funny? Like, yeah. seriously, not boring. That's. I mean, I wouldn't even know what to say to mine. So I'm glad. I know. You see, and you don't know. You don't know what's lurking in that insurance agent. Totally. You, don't know. you definitely don't. I you don't know. know. Right. Um. What, I love what, the, what, what would and these really happen? This is not like. No, no. I, I'm not, I know. I saw that on your website. <laughs> um. So so what what are some you know, what are some tips and, you know, tips for some good icebreakers for product people, you know, to, you know, like, ha- what are some great ways so that you feel like you're a people magnet, you know, and like keeping the conversation going with people when you're when you're really just wanting to pitch them your product because that's sort of what your gut is telling you, but you know that you want to do what you just said, you know, go to these events with the idea of just meeting people and not um, specific outcome in mind, but, you know, so what right. are some ways that you can, like, not feel dorky? Um, you will never feel dorky if you are managing the conversation. So the first thing is you have to be proactive and you need to lead the conversation. And so here's how you do that. And, you know, when – and, Sarah, here's a really interesting thing. Whether it's service business or tangible product business or – it doesn't really matter. It's all the same because networking – it really is about 
being of value to people and being of service to them, whether you have a service business or whether – because you're not going to be marketing. If you start to market yourself or your product at any event where you just – there's no rapport developed. There's no relationship yet. So you need to – people are sort of closed off. We've been pitched to death, right? So they're a little bit defensive, and, and everybody's out for them, you know, like what's here for me, right? So the first thing is to sort of accept that people are coming to a networking event thinking what's in it for me, and let that be. In your head, you need to be, what can I provide for people? Who can I introduce them to? How can I help them? How can I learn more about their business? So your job is really to be, you're there to find out information is power and you really want to learn about people's business because you never know who they know and who's going to need what and who's looking to buy what or who you could easily don't know. But if you are a value to them, and that's the, the whole position that you come into an event with, you're going to be in, you're going to be the most interesting person in the room because people always love to share about themselves. They want to talk about themselves. That's what they care about. They want to tell you all about their business. And if you keep asking them probing questions about them and their business, you'll be directing the conversation. You'll learn a lot about them. You can ask them about their business. You know who are they looking to meet, so you can be helpful for them. That means now they're open to talking to you instead of closed to talking to you, right? And then eventually they're going to ask you about your business. And if they don't, then you don't want to know them anyway. Right? But, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like if, they don't, if they're only about themselves, then how interesting can they really be? On the other hand, if they're, now a dialogue starts to happen because you've opened the door. And they'll, they'll probably ask you what you do, and they'll probably go, really? I didn't know you, you know, well, that's interesting about your product or whatever it is you make. Oh, really? I know some people who could use that. And it's choice now on their part. Because this is the thing that you really want to remember. People will very rarely remember what you have, what you say. They, they can't really absorb too much more content. We're, we're pretty much contented out, right? I agree, yep. But they're, right? they're always going to remember how you make them feel. True. That's what they're left with. Right, right, because it's a relationship point at that, at that moment. And it's a, it's a real connection that you have with them or not. Yes, and you get to control that connection because if you're interested in them, you're keeping the connection open by not asking them for anything. Right. Right. And I can, I can, you know, I mean, just sort of like visualizing the conversation as you're talking, and I realize that, you know, when I hear other people start to pitch themselves to people right away, you know, like, oh, you know, you need this. Oh, well, I can, you know, I do that. You know, I do exactly what you need and I can start to, you know, and you really, I can help you and blah, 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 and you should hire me and here's my card. You know, I, I hear people do that just like, you know, at different events that I go to. And it's really even off-putting just walking by hearing it. Yeah, and you watch the body language. They're like running in the other direction. Yeah. Like they're um, backing up. You know, their body's tilting backward. They're practically uh-huh. falling over trying to yeah. get away. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard, you know. It's a chair to catch them. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I literally, I went to a um, I went to a franchising convention some years ago, and I went with a client of mine, and, you know, some guy came up to us, and he did that whole pitching thing, and this guy literally, like, he couldn't get away fast enough. I watched his body language close up, and he started to inch backwards, and then my client started following him forward. It was just hysterical, really. It was amazing. <laughs> and I said, okay, we need a coaching session ASAP. Right, yeah. <laughs> don't do that anymore. Emergency on fire. Emergency, emergency, <laughs> right. Like, didn't you realize that this guy was backing up? 
and he kept trying to sell them more. It was just wild. That's so funny. I mean, it, it's really amazing, like, how aware, you know, that you have. You have to have so many things going on. It's like you have to be aware of what you're saying, how you're talking to people, uh, you know, which everyone should be anyways. But then at the same time, you have to be intuitive enough to notice people's body language, which can be, you know, you, I can see how easily that can sort of fly out of your mind when you're a little nervous and talking to people, strangers and, you know, trying to make friends with people that you don't know, you know, make a connection with people. And, you know, not everyone feels nervous about that, but a lot of people do. Um, like most of my clients, you know, always saying to me, I just feel so nervous, you know, talking to people. I, I'm fine on the phone, but, you know, when I'm face-to-face at a networking event, it just feels like such a dork walking up to people and just saying, hi, you know, hi, I'm Sarah Shaw. <laughs> I'd love to I, meet I, you. I think people are uncomfortable on the phone, too, and talking to new people. I think that there's this discomfort, and it, the discomfort's coming from, here's the thing, the underlying thing that's really making people feel uncomfortable is they want something, and they know they want it, and they're trying to cover it up by pretending they don't want something. But that's the point. If you go to a networking event and you just are there to meet people and engage in a relationship and find out what's going on with other people and take your mind off yourself for about half an hour, watch what happens. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm totally visualizing that. And I actually, like, when you talk about it, I can even feel, like when you were talking about, Talking to people at events, I could sort of feel this little clench in my stomach. Mm, but then mm-hmm. now, when now when you just say just go, just to meet people, and doesn't matter what the outcome is, you know, not going with an intention of something or trying to sell yourself, I totally just felt my whole body relax. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah, well, yes, and and here's the thing: there is an intention, but it's not about you getting something. The intention is being interested and learning about what's going on for other people. Exactly. That there is an intention about because yeah. in that you will learn, you will get so much value. Yeah. You will really find out what's going on in the marketplace. You will find out what's going, the concerns of people, what they're dealing with. You you can become a real asset to them by introducing them to people, and and you don't, and you could even give them a referral. God, can you imagine if you gave somebody a referral and how great they would feel about you by that? You know, now I'm not saying that's always possible. So many of us would love to give people referrals. We sure. just don't have anybody right now. Right. But at least if you can let genuinely know that you want to give them referrals, right, that you're really going to have them on your radar, yeah. um, too, you know, that makes people at least feel a connect. I would imagine I would feel connected to people. Of course. Um, Wouldn't you love it if I said, oh, gosh, you know, Sarah, I've got somebody. I don't know if she's ready, but I want to introduce you to her anyway. We'll see. Oh, yeah, happens. I'd be falling all over. I'd want to exactly. hug you if you were... Same room with me. Good, then you can give me a hug because I think I have somebody for you. Okay, great. <laughs> Thanks in advance. <laughs> um, well, so speaking of, you know, like not about feeling more comfortable at events, I mean, what do you think, you know, I mean, because a lot of women, you know, don't like to go places alone and want to go with a friend, which is understandable. I mean, what do you think about about having a friend, you know, I think it's fine. I I think it's great. Now here's what I but I now here's the proviso, okay? You go with a friend and then you split up at the event. You cannot you cannot um attach at the hip. (laughs) No. You cannot stay with each other. At two you know, an hour and a half later you can then reconnect. Then you can reconnect, but at the event you have to split up. Okay. All right. And meet for a cocktail halfway in between. Yeah, and then you can you can compare you can compare notes. Yeah, 
and you can see how many business cards um, you each. You know, when I went my to my first uh, you know initial events, I would go with a friend, and then we would come out and we would compare how many business cards we each met, and she would always have more than me. That, that was sort of what spurred me on to get better at this. I yeah. got competitive. Not just like in a bad way, but I knew I had a lot to learn. Sure, sure. I mean, when you think it's possible that he gets 40 and you get 20 or whatever it was, you know, that obviously you probably could, if you'd worked the room faster, that you could have had 40. I just didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know how to work a room. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know how, I I really didn't know what I, 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 work a room, who knew, you know? Yeah. It was really, I was really a novice. I was truly a networking virgin, really. So, and then, you know, it was not like I didn't ever go to a networking event. I was in the corporate world, and everybody knew me, and I knew them, and so that wasn't really, it wasn't the same thing. Here was, I needed to expand uh, and build a new network from scratch. It's, and now, this is the other thing I wanted to share with people, so you don't get discouraged. This is very important. I don't know too many people who have built a really quality network from, you know, zero to you know, a thriving network of, you know, really good people of, you know, a fa- 500 to 1,000 people in, in a good network in under 18 months or two years. You've got to be patient. It takes a while. You mean to build the right network? Yes. It's not yeah, so I important mean, how many. It's important right. the right people. You want right. quality people. People right. who are decision, especially for those of you who are in product, you know, areas, you want decision makers. You do not want to be meeting a lot of People, I mean, you can meet them, but the the middle level people or people who are not in a place to really make a decision that you know will delay the whole process for you. So the higher level you can go, the better the influencers, the better the level of people, the higher you know, more they are decision makers, the easier it's going to be for you, and the better it will be for your business. Oh, definitely. I mean, because so a list call- of a list of five hundred people that are. Really, your target market is way better than a list of five thousand of people Absolutely. who aren't gonna, who might, who only maybe three hundred of them are gonna ever buy anything. Right. Um, so I definitely call myself like, you know, there's this this approach is called snob networking. But, but that being said, I'm always out for helping people build a good network. Like if somebody wants to network with me, I, I'm very selective about where I will go to network. On the other hand, if someone needs assistance in networking or like they just want to meet with me because they they need you know they need to get started, I'm never going to say no to people. I'm just not. I but I'm very selective about where I'll spend my time. I want to make sure that people, you know, have the assistance they need because I'm very passionate about this and I know how hard it was when I started. But I'm still pretty selective about where I spend my time today. Oh, I can t- understand I am too. I mean, I I it's well it's hard, you know everyone's got your life is busy you know you've got yeah. your clients you've got the other work that you have to do to get the clients and get the rest of your business going I mean you know we're all of us entrepreneurs are are so um you know it's are, stuff it's to do yeah so much stuff to do and we're wearing a bazillion hats and you know even though you might have assistants and people who do certain things for you you know the the whole the, the pressure of the company is still on you I mean you still have to make sure all those people are doing their jobs and blah 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 but it's um so your time to be able to just sort of slit around from a event is well from especially with my kids and everything is very absolutely uh, for moms especially i mean you know we so that's why i think it's so important to be strategic in your networking it really makes sense to get very clear about your target your ideal client and spend spend some time you know really thinking about that you know i have um 
in my boot camp, um, I have people spending a lot of time thinking about who their ideal client is and who what niches they should be approaching because it will help them zero in on where they should be building their ideal network. Exactly. Yeah, I talk a lot to my clients about that as well. Um, how come you can't sell anything if you don't know who you're selling it to? Yeah, it's right. Um, well, so speaking about, about yeah, speaking about that, um, I know that you know uh, the client attraction is a you know is a very big sort of buzzword in the service provider um, business, and I just wanted to sort of get your thoughts on how you know that whole client attraction theory can work, can or can't work with product based companies, and sort of how can you spin that. To, to make it work for a product-based business? Um, well, I, I think when you're talking to people, um, it's still about you know selling without selling because they have to be open to hearing about what you're working on in your business. And certainly in the networking part, when after someone's been sharing about themselves, they're, they're ultimately going to want to find out about what you do and how you do it and who it's for and all of that. Um and I think that there are a lot of ways, you know, certainly I think that online networking is a great way to do this when you're forming groups online or when you're participating on LinkedIn. It's a great way to sort of share information, to share, you know, it's so great with Facebook, you can share photos of things that, you know, the tangible products. The beauty, I think, beautiful thing about tangible products is people get right away what they're getting. You know, in service, it's so much more challenging because it's an intangible, right? Um, exactly. And that's... And that being said, you want to be able to share with people, like you want to be, have them be very clear about who your product is for, who it's right for, who it's not right for, how you, you know, share with them who you'd like to be meeting so that they can help you. Like sometimes, you know, in networking they'll say, well, you know, how can I help you? What can I do for you? And you, and you have an opportunity to say, it would be so great if you'd introduce me to people who are like so-and-so or like this or like that. That would be ideal for me. I'm looking to meet decision makers who do this or buyers who do that in this arena, in that arena. You can ha- that would be a really great thing to do once you're asked. Um, if they're if they're not asking you, um, there are other marketing ideas that are not necessarily networking related, but there are ways to sort of you know let people in on what you what you sell by giving them little samples of things. Sometimes it could even be um, one of the ways that I really like building my visibility is by hosting my own events. I host my own networking events, and I really recommend it. You can get the right group of people in your own living room, sometimes literally, um, and just, you know, have roundtable discussions with other women business owners, and you cannot – it's like having a, a like a book club, you know. Um, like a mini what mastermind, was the, in a sense. Yeah, yeah, it's sort of like um, just – the, you get the right people in your in your world with you, and you ch- talk about what's going on in your business. They talk about what's going on in their business, and it's a great way. And they will help you spread the word because then there's a there's a relationship being built. Um, but if you think about it, it's also word of mouth starts to spread because um, uh, what was the book? Um, um, oh God, it's, it's, uh, just escaping me in this moment. As soon as I hang up the phone, I know I'm going to remember the title of the book. But anyway, there was a, a really best-selling book. It became a movie, and it started. Uh, it really wasn't marketed in bookstores. It started in book clubs on the in the Northwest, and the Northwest is a very, very um, powerful place where book clubs have a lot of influence with other readers. And so, word of ma- it was word of mouth. It spread, and the book became a bestseller. So the same thing can happen with a product. 
you know, word of mouth is really powerful marketing. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I mean, you really, I mean, I think anyone, you know, I mean, that's one, one of the things that's really great I, I found with Facebook is that it's it's a great place for people, you know, for product-based people to have their fan pages. And oh, when absolutely. And you, when, you when you can get, um, you know, uh, clients, people who've purchased your products to, you know, candidly, you know, um, and on their own just post a thank you or I love your product and having these, you know, sort of free PR endorsements from people Oh, my people God, it's really... like having free – this is like – it's really the most amazing thing. You have free infomercials. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like you kind of want to go, could you make me a video? I know. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Um, you know, you just, that might not be a bad idea to post a, post a contest. Well, you see, the thing is, is you can't do contests on Facebook anymore. But if you could, you could, or you could advertise it another way, I guess, get people to post videos of themselves on your Facebook page talking about your product. And, Absolutely. Um, and then offer you know, for, for yeah, your- or even just a link back to your website, you know, with yeah. the with the videos. Yeah, yeah, it's really very cool. It's a very cool thing. So I think that, you know, the power of the word and the power of your ability to generate a network is very I, I would ask your listeners to consider not just going to events but actually creating your own. It it's really I, I will that. tell you, it took my network to a whole other level when I hosted my own events and I started to be in front of people every month and they started to see me as the leader and all of that. Yeah, it really gives you a lot of credibility. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, yeah. And if you can, and then, you know, for anyone listening, if you don't have a living room that's you know, worthy of a meeting place or big enough or whatever, you can just host one at a Starbucks or a restaurant or a bar or whatever. Yes. Um, you know, the YMCA. It doesn't wherever. have to be in your living room. It <laughs> yeah, could be, or you know, in fancy. fact, um, colleagues of mine did a really cool thing and they live in a sort of a remote part of the country and they created um, a weekly networking event meetup with fellow business owners and they met at a coffee shop and they call it Brewing Up Business. (laughs) I like that. Isn't that great? And that, by the way, that helped them build their business that was amazing for them. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, yeah, I mean, in any you know any place that you can get people to congregate and all have sort of a common, when you have a common end result that you're all looking for, um, you know, and 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 in the and in the the mental space and the place to want to help each other and promote each other, right? Um, and there's just so many ways too, you know, that they that you can promote each other. I mean, you can mention each other in well on social networking, but you could even mention someone in a blog and link back to their website, you know, just sort of casually mention them so you're not forcing the issue on people. And, you know, that's another, some of the some of the big boys, um, like some of the famous bloggers, they tend to have this sort of boys network, and I've noticed that they mention each other a lot in their blogs. And yeah, they do. In every blog, they're mentioned Absolutely. Someone. They get the power of the team, and they, yeah. they team up, and they just, they keep that viral thing going big time. Yeah. And and I think a lot of people who are savvy about how the internet works do that a lot. So there's yes. a lot of different ways. Yes. Um well so what so what are some of the um some of your like best ways to follow up and stay in touch with people once you make connections, you know, either at a networking event or at a private your own networking event or you know even people that you meet online um you know at, on LinkedIn or you know wherever else you're meeting people. You know, how, how do you stay in touch with them and you know, not leave? Well, online it's a little different than face-to-face. So let's start with face-to-face. So I have a system. 
um, what I do is I have a tracking, I created a tracking sheet. And um, when I'm done with it, the first thing I do when I go to an event, the first half hour of the next business time, whether it's, if I go to a, a luncheon, it's I block one half hour out after the event. Or if it's in the morning, I block a half hour out, and that time is for follow-up. It's follow-up. Follow-up right in away. There, right away. Now, if I can't get to everything I want to do, that doesn't – if I don't get to it, let's for a week or a month, I, that doesn't mean I don't follow up. I, I mark the people I want to stay in touch with, but the ones I'm really hot to, you know, stay in touch with, I get with them right away. Right away. And and, and, and what, what kind of things do you say in your emails? I would. You know, it depends on what. Yeah, it depends on what's going on. But usually, if I really, if I think that they're a really interesting person, I think I could, you know, get connected to them because I really like them. We could do stuff together. We could. Mostly, what I'm looking for is people I could introduce to them, and vice versa. So I'm always interested in building a net. The net. My first priority is not getting the client, but my first priority, or my, or get the piece of business, or get the order. It's really about building the network. Right. So is it just a friendly email, you know, enjoyed meeting you, yes. or to staying in Let's, touch kind of thing? Um, and I would actually ask to either have a meeting with them either by phone or by um, meeting face-to-face. Or, yeah, it just could be either one, depending on, you know, if I think that there's real synergy, I would probably schedule a breakfast or a lunch. Or if not, then I would just schedule a phone meeting. Phone meetings are good. Huh? So that's you a good have time. Your coffee together over the phone. <laughs> yes, yeah, what, yes, co- uh, phone coffee. <laughs> yeah, phone coffee. Um, that's cool. And then you know, explore how we can help each other. It's really about. So tell me how I can help you in your business. You tell me how, and I tell you how you can help me in my business. Who can you introduce me to? I, who can I introduce you to? And we start to keep that dialogue going. And then the then the challenge is to keep that going every you know. Um, 30 to 60 days. So something. I'll, one of the ways that I will keep that going is to invite people to events. The events you know? that you're doing. Event. Sometimes just an event. I'm going to. Hey, I'm going to this event. You want to come? Got it. How do you or, keep track or of clients all these of people? <laughs> pardon, pardon me. How do you keep track of all these people? Well, that's my tracking sheet. See, that's why I have a tracking sheet, and I have um, a pretty much a weekly tally of who I'm speaking to every week. So is this something you do in Excel? Um, I created it in a in a document form. Excel is not my thing. I know a lot of people like Excel, but I like to see it visually in front of me, and then I put it in a book, and I watch you at how many I've, I I try to hit 20 people a week. Okay. And so you just, you know, make notes or, sorry, yeah. probing. You just make no, I love organizational people. I love listening cool. to other people's organizational systems because I learn so much, and I've got so many of my own. Um, yeah, it's fun. But, it's you know, so... Do you do you keep like a page for each person, or do you have like? Um, I know that there are a lot of systems who do that, and I don't do that. I pretty much um, do do it by the week, so I know who I've. Con- I, I like to know how many people I've spoken to, and then how many meetings that turned into. So I like okay. my, you know, that turns into sort of a tracking of how many meetings. What my conversion. So you have kind of like a master list, and then you make a weekly goal yes. list of who you're going to contact that week, and what happens from those. And then you yep. can just you print that out and you have that in front of you for the week or whatever. Yeah, and then also I sort of you have to think of it this way: there's going to be your primary core relationships, who are the people you speak to, pretty much every few weeks or every right. couple of weeks, right? 
And then there's it goes out a little further. People you speak to every month, two months, three months, something like that. And then the people you speak to once a year. Right. Right. And are you really good? Are you good about like watching on Facebook and stuff for people's Absolutely. birthdays? Absolutely. Yeah, and I'm all very that kind of yeah stuff every too. day. Yep, I'm watching, keeping track of Facebook, um, LinkedIn, the key things, and Twitter. And I yeah. also one thing I did do that I think has made a huge difference is um, I did hire um, a virtual person to do my, most of my social media postings. So I do my personal ones and some. Of the business ones, and she does a lot of the business. So she does the, you know, she'll help me heavily promote. Right. So I I don't have to worry about (laughs) promoting myself. Yeah. She'll take care of all of that. She helps, she deals, that has been a huge ah, breath of relief. Yes, because when you're really heavily into it, it can really be a a big time. It's worth it. Yeah, definitely. Totally. Yeah. I agree. And once a person really, you know, I mean, once they really get into your system of how you do things, it just really kind of just, yeah, buzzes along on its own. And it's it so buzzes great. along. Yeah. yeah. It's so great. Yeah. Um, well, I don't want to take up too much more of your time, but I have one more question for you. Okay. And then, sure. you know, obviously, if you have anything else to share, of course, I want to hear that. Um, so one of the things that you talk about in some of your free reports and things that you do is how to build your network from your office. So that, mm-hmm. you know, like let's say you do live in the middle of nowhere or you just, you know, maybe you're a single mom or, you know, your husband works late and you, can't, you just obviously can't get out to any networking events and um, it's just not part of a possibility right now. How, mm-hmm. how Can you talk a little bit more about how people can do that? Yes. Um, so that's a little bit a little bit sort of an offshoot of what I was saying before about hosting your own events. So if you are... Uh, you know, either you can do this alone if you have enough people in your current database, or you can share it with somebody who is non-competitive to you, and you get together and you share your um, key colleagues that you'd like to inv- invite. And you can host your own networking events by inviting people either by email or by phone or both, and inviting them to come into your um, into your environment, and you can create it with a structure, meaning you can do a roundtable discussion or you could do it just very social. And it really doesn't matter. But either way, the whole idea is then you can ask people to help you expand the network by bringing, you know, people that they think would would be want to be part of this. And to be really clear about the level of people, the, the caliber of people you want to have invited into the network. By doing this, I have watched clients, you know, where we've worked on this concept where they bring them in once a month and they have really expanded their networks much more rapidly because they've done it consistently. So, for example, one of my clients, she holds a happy hour every month and she gets sponsors. So the happy hour isn't huge. She gets maybe, you know, like uh, an insurance company or, you know, um, a bank to sponsor it. She gets all the people in the room. They get to be there. And, you know, she gets 20 or 30 people to come and they get, you know, it's an hour and a half. um, And she does it in a restaurant and they give her a space to the back of the restaurant. And it's nothing. You know, it's maybe a few hundred bucks, you know. And pretty much most of it's covered by the sponsors. Right. And she gets oh. to have them come to her space, and people will, you know, she'll go. Somebody will say, "Can I bring so and so?" Yeah, and that's how it, it it builds. And then she gets in front of them 
um, every month. So it's really excellent. And sometimes she hosts them in her own office space, in the conference room in her own office. But if you don't have a conference room, it could be that your colleague does. Right. Or somebody that you know does. Sure. You need to think a little bit outside of the box and think not like if, but how. How would I do this? And then what what if, um, I mean, what if you only, like, if you couldn't have, uh, if you somehow just couldn't do that, you know, host it in your own place and you couldn't go out or whatever, you know, if you could only do it online. Like, how do you, how do you find, you know, do you find online networking, I mean, besides LinkedIn, but like other, other groups to be successful for you? Do you belong to any online networking groups that you find to be successful? I I like LinkedIn for you know for that for for business purposes um, and I also started my one of the things I did was I literally launched um, a network called HubStreet.com and it's not as active as it used to be it was really designed uh, a large a large part of my business for um, the last few years has been with lawyers and accountants and bankers and you know they're really a very you know they're great together because they network back and forth and they refer business back and forth. And I started, I brought all of them together in one social network, and so through that, I met some great people. <laughs> but you know, and that you can do that. You can create your own social network on Ning, right? And 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 that's enough. If you can't get out, you can start it right there. And you put the word out, put a press release out that you're starting a network for. Um, for people in the shoe industry, right? For people in the um, decorative decorative paper industry, you know. I mean, it goes on and on. If you do a search on social networks, you'll find a social network for everything. Yeah, <laughs> for everything. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, I would totally. I, I can't. I can't. I can't even imagine how many um, there could possibly be. <laughs> Bazillions, bazillions. It's pretty amazing. Um, so, so I think okay, that's well, it. Does that does that sort of cover yeah, what you were? That really addresses yes. what you were trying. To, yeah, you wanted to give people some suggestions about. Yeah, how just they you know, to it. kind of just because there are so many people, you know, who I know, so many people on my list, you know, have different are in different walks of life. You know, some have corporate jobs and are launching their own business, their product based business. And good and for them. Yes, more power to you. Yeah, you know, and some are, you know have quit their jobs or lost their jobs and decided to take the plunge and others are, you know, moms who finally, you know, or their kids are in school part either full time or part time and they have they have time to, you know, make that idea they've been sitting on for five years come reality. And so there's just everyone's at different phases and stages in their lives and I just wanted to, you know, provide something, some kind of networking ideas for everybody so that there's at least one way that people can and do it, you know, mm-hmm. and it's not like you have to go out to a networking event and you don't. dress up no. and do your hair and, you know, you you could start a Ning site at home and be in your pajamas with your kids yes, running you around Isn't and nobody amazing? would even I, know. Yes, yeah. it's really true. Yeah. Um, I mean, the the internet has really changed the way, you know, the face of business so much and I'm just constantly, you know, as as a product person, you know, for me being on the product side, it's just made life so much different and exciting and new for me because when I started my business 13 years ago there was just Yahoo that was it there was mm-hmm. no social networking no mm-hmm. Google nothing and you know certainly no Ning and you know none of these things and so everything was so old-fashioned like you had to pick up the phone and you had to go out to meet people right and it's just changed so much and it's like giving right. so many more people the opportunity 
pursue their dreams. And I just makes it makes my heart swell. I know, <laughs> Everybody has too, a chance because, now. I know. know because really, if when I think back to you know, because I came out of the corporate world myself. And um, it never occurred to me that I would ever have to learn any of these skills. It's really, like, hysterical that I did. But I agree, you know, for me, um, and I, I just want to share this, if you if you have really held back because, you know, you've been concerned about leaving your job and you don't think you can make it, believe me, believe me, it is doable. It takes What it takes most is not, you know, even if I gave you a list of the ten top things to do at networking events, and, you know, I handed them over to you. And you didn't have a lot of desire or willingness to be uncomfortable and break through. It wouldn't make any difference because what it really takes is desire. Yes. It does. That desire has to be so strong. Oh, it's got to be there, right? Yeah. Yep. yep. I mean, no desire, no no cookie. <laughs> yeah, no cookie. That's right. No pain, no gain. Right, exactly. Well, um, so, uh, you know, for anyone who's listening to this uh, on the run, so to speak, at the gym or whatever, I just wanted to let everyone know that Nancy has generously um, offered her a tip sheet of 50 great questions to break the ice at networking events. And she's also offering a, a free download on where to go and who to meet. Um, so, There'll be all that information where you can uh, get that from her on the blog. So um, if you're listening to this on the go, be sure to click back to the blog so you can contact her and get these awesome downloads. Um, so, Nancy, thank you so much for your time, and this was really great, and I so appreciate it. Oh, Sarah, it was so great to be with you and all of your really terrific listeners. And I'm, I have to tell you that I, I'm in awe of all of you for having the gumption and the, you know, the intent to, you know, go out there and develop a, a really great product. Um, I came from the product world myself originally, so I really respect that, and I just really want to, you know, honor that and wish you tremendous success. And if there's anything I can do to help you, please reach out. I'm certainly going to be. I'm happy to provide the downloads for you and the uh, and the tip sheet. So please reach out. Oh, I'm sure they will. I'm sure you'll get a flood of emails. Nancy, you have a great day, and I so appreciate this. Oh, you too, Sarah. Take care. Thanks so much. Okay. Bye. Bye.